Hi. Right, where are you calling from now? Um, just a land, somebody's landline. All right. But it's not, it, it's not, I don't use it. It's, um, it's literally a line just for my, <laughs> that I set up for my ankle. <laughs> what do you mean just for your ankle? Well, I have an alcohol monitoring ankle bracelet, and I, ha I need to have a modem plugged in. Oh. And I'm not even really supposed to be on this phone, but it's <laughs> better than the cell phone, which is constantly ringing. Yes, and it's this is important enough. They have a problem with it. We'll give them this, and they'll be like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the ankle bracelet, you didn't. You made just recently like a web series based around it, right? It's called House Arrest with Andy Dick. Uh, certainly did. <laughs> is it officially over, or is, are you going to be coming out with more episodes? Well, there's ten of them out now, and we. I think we'll probably do more. I know I've got a few more months with this uh, ankle situation strapped to me. <laughs> The um, it's not really house arrest. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I read the little. There's a little like addendum blog on the page. Right, and, and even with that, and even when I tell people right to their face, it's not house arrest. They they don't hear me. Really. <laughs> when 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 are you off house arrest? Like, oh, I okay, November. <laughs> I, I I just give in. I I can't. I don't know, like people don't listen or something. <laughs> well, I guess you're gonna you have like a whole slew of live shows that you're doing like over the next month or two, so Yes I do, ma'am. You could use those as defense that it's not technically house arrest. Yeah. Well, really? So well maybe I should just go door to door and tell people. <laughs> just tell because people. those live shows are you don't reach that many people. You know, a couple hundred per show. <laughs> We're talking about billions of people on the planet. Maybe We'll figure out. I, I don't really care what people <laughs> think. You know, if it's if they think, what is he doing out of the house? <laughs> oh, I'm here to get ya. Uh, I'm gonna get ya. <laughs> well, how is it? Um, how are you preparing for the the live shows? What are you? Do you have any like special things in store? <laughs> um, <laughs> I should prepare more. <laughs> I have been going up on stage live for about 20 years or more, so I, I kind of, uh, I, I do a little bit of the old wing it uh, routine. <laughs> have you ever seen that routine? The wing it routine? Maybe once or twice. Uh -huh. I, I have a wing man, <laughs> and um, I just wing it. You know, I do these songs, and I do have a bit I'm going to try out this weekend in Irvine and next weekend in Brea. Um, but I can't give it away. It's something different. Ooh. Something that I've never... I, I tried it once at uh, Comedy Death Ray. Ooh. Very, very... Well, Orange uh, County should feel special to get this... Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Is exclusive. Like, yeah. Will they? I don't see. That's a, <laughs> I don't do stand-up comedy. Yeah. Everything about... The mix of me and these comedy clubs is wrong. <laughs> I, I I never have done stand-up comedy. What I do is kind of like performance art. But then when I'm on stage in a comedy club and everyone's drinking and I'm not drinking, I, I feel this responsibility to tell jokes and I don't have any. And then 
I feel weird, and then I do these songs, and, and then everybody always seems to go away happy, but it's such an odd, odd chemistry that goes down. There's half the people there are there because they love the Andy Dick show. And the other half, or, the, or the, then there's a, a, a small percentage of people who loved the sober house and they want to see if I'm drinking. <laughs> and then there's a, another group that just got dragged by their friends or their wife or their husband. And they're like, no, you got to just see him. And then there's the other people that think I'm a stand-up comic. Or then there's the other people that think they're coming to see Andy Richter. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's such a mix of, of, of people. And, and whatever they're expecting, that's not what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> and that's the weird thing. And, but once again, everybody always does seem to go away happy. That's what matters in the end. But and so... then some of them just go away. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There have been people who have left in anger because some of the stuff is weird. <laughs> if you can get people that angry, though, to leave, that's still I'm not something. trying to. That's <laughs> the thing. I, when, when, when you come to see me, you, you've got to know what you're signing up for. <laughs> and in terms of that, it's not going to be this cookie-cutter stand-up, and it's not... Uh, Anyways, I know that's what we're here to talk about, <laughs> the show, but I always feel uncomfortable talking about it. Well, we don't have to talk about it like well, it's yeah, a stand-up show. Well, yeah, we do, because that's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. I think, isn't this a college radio, and, uh, right? Yeah, it's called Naked Comedy. It's all about comedy, but not that's just stand-up. All what kinds are, of comedies. Naked when, so what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing a T-shirt. The name actually came from a juice bottle. Oh, wait a minute. I did uh, the naked juice, you mean? Yeah. What, was everybody drinking that juice when they were, well, I don't know. No, I was, just, I was drinking that juice, and I thought uh, it would be a good name. Well, I saw, <laughs> wait, there's a, do you do the live version of that? No, but every time I look up naked comedy, I I find that, the live naked comedy, and you did that, right? You did, you, yeah. it was on your IMDb. So what is the other naked comedy? Is it oh, you mean live com nude comedy? Live nude comedy. That was a show that we did with Shannon Elizabeth, the famous poker player. Mm. Well, she's an actress first, but now she, I guess she's a professional poker player. And she hosts this show that's kind of a throwback to the old burlesque days where uh -huh. they have these scantily clad women dancing <laughs> and in between comics or other vaudevillian-like acts, uh, and and then me, the chameleon-like mm -hmm. act, because I'm really that's what I do. And I, I I'm I'm a chameleon. When I go on stage, I kind of take on. It, it's like a it's like a bad chameleon, where I'm on stage and I'm not quite green. I'm like it's a pukish brownish. <laughs> like I turn into a comic, kind of. <laughs> You know, like if if a chameleon was was on a gray on a gray desk, and he's like can't quite turn gray. He's like it's like a it's like a very pale green that's almost gray. <laughs> but anyways, so um, yeah, that's that show was on TV though. Oh, live well. nude comedies on Showtime. 
Oh, Showtime. And then they did do one live in Atlantic City, which I did. It was me, Greg Giraldo, the whitest kids you know, and I don't know, a couple comics and, and a musical guest, I think. Well, hopefully. Dave Matthews Band. No, not <laughs> No, it wasn't that. But. Hopefully Orange County kids have the money for Showtime and have seen it. Unlike well, it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. So you, 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 you do a, this. Uh, first of all, you laugh a lot. I do. I do. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Sorry. It is. Sorry, you laugh at every little thing. I don't know if it's real or if it's just, is that your way of punctuating every, you know, my sentences? <laughs> it's, it's just kind of what I do. Oh, it's so cute. I never thought about it before. Yeah. It's just okay. just what I do when I interview people. Yeah. I laugh at them and then... It might be a nervous laugh. You might want to look at it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's cute. <laughs> it's, it's, it really is endearing and cute. Maybe that's why the show gets people listening, that laughter. Yeah. That's my hook. Laughter is infectious. It's my hook. If I'm laughing, you should be laughing, too. Yeah. <laughs> if I have a cold, you'll get it, too. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I was just thinking of that word infectious. Maybe it's not a good thing. I think it's probably good. Well, laughter is contagious. <laughs> it is. Laughter is associated but, with a lot of sickness type. But is it good? Terms. That's my point. Yeah. Just because I'm laughing and you're, and you're, are you, is the other person really laughing at the original thing or are they, is it that contagious thing where they're, you're laughing because they're laughing and it's like, oh yeah, we, we should be laughing. That's the one thing that kind of bugs me about stand-up comedy. Oh, I get it. We're supposed to be laughing because there's five people that are laughing. Most people are laughing. How many people are laughing? All we're all laughing because we're supposed to be laughing at what he just presented to us as a joke. So I guess because there is that familiar setup, setup, punchline, we have to be laughing. So we will. We'll laugh. And that, I've always been. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan. I. It. It. it it's weird to me because I, I never. I didn't really grow up watching stand-up comedy. I just didn't. And, and I respect it, and I think it's great, and I know that there's some fantastic stand-up comics that do this classic setup, setup punchline, and it's it's great, and they're good at it. I just I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not. The only jokes I have in my thing were written by other people. Mm -hmm. and then the rest of it is me just talking, like I am now. Well, but I don't know. A lot of times for me, maybe just because I go to so many comedy shows, some of the best laughs are in response to people laughing in the audience like the you know like you were saying like people who are set up to laugh like that couple that you know takes the dick joke and just goes way too far with it and they're laughing like yeah i get it like that to me is sometimes some of the funniest part of the show is, i like, agree the response i, I the agree audience. in fact that's what i enjoy about about what i do when when i'm doing it well and sometimes i'm doing it well and sometimes not but what i enjoy is watching people's reaction to what I'm doing, and that's why I'm going to try this new thing out this weekend, because I'm getting bored of my own stuff. <laughs> and so what I, uh, I, and then the other thing I like to do is I invite people to, like there's two shows I think on Friday and two on Saturday, to stay for the first show, 
But then for the second show, um, watch, stay, stay for the second show to watch the audience <laughs> watch my show. So, so the people who've already seen the show, you don't really have to pay attention to the show. You can kind of like, it's more fun to watch the audience watch my show, just like what you said. Mm-hmm. And it really is fun. And, and I'm doing that the whole time because I'm on stage. You know, I'm not like looking off into space. Well, sometimes I do space out. <laughs> but like when I do the songs, sometimes I go into robot mode. <laughs> but I, for the most part, I'm looking right at people. It's, it's really an odd chemistry. It's just weird. I'm, I'm watching a show, too. But the show that I'm watching is all these faces watching me. It's really a trip. I always feel like the best shows are the ones that, like, like you can, you know, do crowd work and banter with the audience. But, like, the shows where you as an audience member are really, like, aware that you're watching a show and you're kind of being, like, judged on how you react and stuff. Like, where you're really aware of what you're doing. I always think that those are the trippiest and, like, the best kind of shows. Because it's it's kind of boring after a while just to, you know, follow that pattern of like, oh, yeah, that's funny. I'll laugh. You know, a lot of times with those shows, like by the end of the show, you know, I know I'm supposed to laugh, but I'm tired or something like that. You're burnt out. Yeah. It's like there was a certain not only is there a responsibility for the comic on stage to make you laugh. I mean, there's an unwritten contract that everybody has signed with their invisible blood, when you when you pay twenty bucks or more and do the two drink minimum, and you go in there, there is this contract where I'm responsible to make you laugh. You paid money, you expect to laugh, and then you have this responsibility to laugh. Like where you and 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 I don't like that. I I don't. I'm not subscribing to that, and I don't sign that contract. I'm like not. I don't do that. Like. You, um, you, my whole thing is, you know, let's just all let's just all hang out. And if if laughter is a byproduct, because because I'm just funny or the situation's funny, then then we're all we're we're, we're in, in, in the gold. It's good. We're we're in the red mm-hmm. or whatever, or in the black. Well, which one is it? I'm not an accountant, but but we're doing good. well. Mm-hmm. It's like what you said, like. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't. It's hard to. <laughs> I I'm just not a fan. And when when I start falling into a rut of doing the same show, then I know that now I am doing what I hate. Mm-hmm. What I hate watching. When I when I do my show, I want I want to do a show that I would want to be sitting in a seat watching. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do because <clears throat> I don't like anything. Mm-hmm. I don't. I walk out of a lot of movies. I don't like stand-up comedy in general, and it's hard to keep to to get my attention and to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to lose attention with this interview. What what else you got for me, lady? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but I also don't mean to not be rude. I, I, what, what is going on? Well, what did you want to talk about? I basically, I, 
technically the interview was set up for the Brea Improv. The Brea thing, Improv, yeah, but, and then and it's so weird. Like I feel awkward talking about and, the show. Like, I like to honest, see what happens. I like to see yeah. just who showed up. I mean, to I'd be like honest, to see who I shows up. Yeah. I'm sorry, what, Samantha? Well, I mean, uh, to be honest, like most of the interviews that I do have nothing to do with like what you're well, trying I'll, to promote. I'll or tell anything. you what most of the interviews. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I didn't know that. But mostly when people, comics, go into doing these interviews, they probably start doing their routine. In fact, I know that for a fact that they do. Yeah. And I don't have a routine. Yeah. I mean, um, I could do some of my songs, but I can't because <laughs> I don't have my guitar player here. <laughs> so so you, you're saying that mostly when you do interviews, it's not, it's, it's not a comedian setting up uh, a show that he's about to have, or he or she's about to have that weekend. Yeah, no, I mean, usually my show's basically comedians that I like. I try to get them on the show and just talk to them. And so the, this kind of interview that's, like, you know, supposed to be based around, like, one sort of promotion is just as awkward for me <laughs> because yeah, I'm just not that, that you don't, person. I didn't ne- I'm not interested in promoting any one show. I, yeah. So if you just want to talk about comedy, that's much more... Uh, appealing to me i i just would you know that it's like this whole first part of this conversation has been me apologizing <laughs> for you know not doing stand-up comedy and then honestly um i have a, some a bunch of uh, i've been doing a bunch of dates and every like i said everyone always walks away happy but i'm gonna stop doing them until i can do them in in a more theatrical setting where it's a small intimate theater and people know that it's not stand-up comedy. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I was going to ask, because a lot of the clubs that it looks like you're doing right now, like, they're not only, like, comedy clubs, but they're, like, they're really mainstream, like, comedy clubs, but... I'm not doing them. I <laughs> I actually canceled um, Denver, and I canceled Pittsburgh, and every all the ones that are coming up, I canceled. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, wa- I want to cancel Brea and Irvine, um... Just because I do not do stand-up comedy, yeah, and I think that I'm, you know, honestly, we there's just like a a miscommunication going on between my representation and me. Mm. It's like not working out. Yeah, and it's all good, you know. Everybody's making money, and it's part of the biz. Everyone's going away happy, but I, but not me, not me. I, I'm working on a. and and actually, I've got my writers downstairs, but we're working on a Comedy Central show. Then that's more, more my forte. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more and 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 it would be great if Will Forte was on the show. <laughs> but but honestly, I I I I've got the writers, and uh, that's kind of what I want to be doing. And this is this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hit it on the head, man. Going on on this tour and uh, and doing. I gotta get. I gotta make a phone call. Actually, <laughs> right now, me think. I really do. I mean, it's. I'm glad. I'm glad we had this breakthrough here. It was I've good. had it, <laughs> I, but my representation just doesn't hear me. They just don't hear me. Hearing somebody that you never knew before agree with you, like, brought it home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so true. But um, no, because I I really respect like comedians and performers that you know, know where they want to perform, you know, because, I mean, there's so many people who are really great at what they do, but they're also willing to do it anywhere, you know, just to 
just to get it done and like especially you you've had like so many years of experience and you have so much going for you like you should be making these decisions like you've right. at a point where you can and yeah, I, I would agree. think it's cool and I don't I don't want to be doing things to, to make a quick buck I am not interested in that anymore now there was a day when I was yeah you know I've I've made choices I made some just some weird I, I made choices because I don't even want to get into my career <laughs> But honestly, there are some things that I'd go back and I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe not. Mm. Maybe not do that. Maybe not do that. But the thing is, is that there are the, the, thing, the things that I would go back and not do are some of people's favorite things I've ever done, like mm. certain movies or certain TV shows. They're like, I loved you in this. And I'm like, uh. that's one of the ones that I maybe would have not taken. Yeah. If I could redo my life. It's hard to explain. But it almost I'm feels like anyone who doesn't want to do the standard, like, I'm a comedian, I do the late night, I do the movies, like, who doesn't want to follow that path? Like, they have to do one or two things, like, just pretty much to, like, a- appease the general public. Like, like with Zach Galifianakis right now, like, you know, The Hangover and G-Force, like, I'm not going to say they're the worst movies in the world, but they're not anything like what he does as a performer. But... Like, other people who may not have never known about him now know his name. It's, like, the same case with you. Like, people who may not know anything about your live show know about the Andy Dick show and stuff, and that's enough to get them in the door. And there's enough... There's, like, a small percentage of those people who will be like, I really like what I saw here. So, like, I mean, it's, like, it's hard. That's... It's hard, but... It's real hard. It's a... a, And it's a difficult time, I think, because they're... There are different types of audience, and, they, and there, there are people that expect certain things. And there, there are basically people who, who kind of get it and people who don't. And, 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 and that's a really good example, Zach, because I, I was going to mention him earlier because he went on last night and basically just talked and didn't do any, any bits or any stuff. He just kind of interviewed the audience. Yeah. And I wish I... I had seen that, but I had gone over to see the Mighty Boosh um, <laughs> instead, um, um, and they were good too. I mean, but but it's totally different because the Mighty Boosh just uh, they sing their songs, but, and it's just a set routine. It's just a it's it's a set. It's a set list. Of, yeah. It's like a, a this. We'll it's do like this a song, tour show kind of thing. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. It was at the Roxy, you know, when uh, the Doors meeting with Jim Morrison. Is that what you meant? Hmm. Did you say a door show? I said like no, I said like a tour show. Oh, but. a tour. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and it was just rock and roll. And um I literally thought of the doors. That was what I thought you said was mm-hmm. weird cuz Jim Morrison performed at the Roxy. And yeah. It was very similar. It was very rock and roll and he had makeup dripping down it and and it was still fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And they're just two separate kinds of shows. Yeah. Zach, Zach interviewing audience members quiet and intimate at the UCB stage as opposed to the Mighty Boosh with fans around the block, like and everybody's camera phone is up in the air videotaping. Yeah. It's such a, it's a trip. But um, the, the weird thing with Zach and doing these two movies, it's fun to now sit back and watch because The Hangover was, you know, people liked it. It was a big hit. Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm with you where 
it was okay. <laughs> to me, sitting in the audience, honestly, it was a drama. Okay, <laughs> I've lived those moments so many times where I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck? Where's my tooth? <laughs> where it's like, uh, it was making me uncomfortable. Uh... It wasn't necessarily this hysterical, like, slap your knees drama to everyone else it is huh isn't it funny these poor fuckers got all fucked up and their lives are practically ruined no not to me because i lived it (laughs) (laughs) i mean really but it's but it's fun to see and and but everybody's funny in it you know paul rudd's funny and and zach is funny and everybody's funny and wait was it paul rudd no it was not paul rudd paul it was ed helms Yeah, yeah 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 that guy that guy not Paul Rudd, but Paul Rudd is hysterical in everything he does. But and those two are very similar. Yeah. Right? <laughs> why I said that? But anyhow, the uh, it, what I was going to say is that to see Zach in that movie, which is a big hit and funny, and and it's going to go down as like classic comedy. People just absolutely love it. Yeah. And, you know, I hear people talking about it, and they just love it. And, this and that, and that's all good. <laughs> that's all good. And it kind of reminds me of when I did um, In the Army Now, which people back then, they just loved it. And I, it was my worst, one of my worst professional experiences ever. And I don't want to get into it. But, and, and, I, and I, wasn't a, I wasn't a fan, but people loved it. And then, but to see, to see that movie and then to juxtapose it with that fucking guinea pig movie, and you know that G-Force mm-hmm. guinea pig movie is going to be the yeah, biggest The steaming. biggest kid hit of the summer. <laughs> well, I was going to say the biggest pile of steaming <laughs> shit. It's just going to be pure shit. Anything that's Pippin made directly things, in 3D. Is, like, I, uh, what, anything. I, I mean, it's just, I can't stand <laughs> it. I don't even want to talk about it. But it's so funny that. I know, I think I know where, you know, it's like sometimes that money speaks louder than words. I mean, it's just money, 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 money. People got paid. Yeah. People got paid to do that. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's it's one thing that I, I'd never envy the performers that I, you know, interview. The fact that, like, you know, I, I kind of, being a, like a comedy fan and going to all these shows, like, I'm aware of the different audiences like but at the same time like i don't even know what the burden is to have to perform to those different audiences like especially for anybody who does have to you know do the tour like this the united states kind of tour stuff like mm-hmm. i wouldn't i don't envy you to have that like anxiety of like is this audience going to be a good audience or not and like you really don't find out till you get out there and then like it's never good it's never going to be what you want it to be because i was talking to somebody about this and you know eddie izzard has he he makes a great living i mean millions of dollars touring yeah. around the world and and he's he's good at what he does eddie izzard he's funny and he's good and and then he's got this great career on tv where he does most mostly drama, mm-hmm. which is weird. And that's his choice. He wants to do drama. But when he goes, he did, I think, Radio City Music Hall. Mm-hmm. And that's, you, 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 you'd think that that would be where you'd get the classiest suit-wearing people that sipping their cappuccinos and yeah. a little, maybe a little white wine, and they go in and they enjoy the theater, and they sit down. 
and I heard that even he doing that show with the the nice New York upper crusty elite audience sit down, they were still yelling out bits <laughs> from his very first. CD or his very first album. I don't know his stuff, but somebody was saying they were literally yelling out, "Do the Nana!" Like what? Like you'd expect that at the Irvine Improv, mm-hmm. but to have it in Radio City Music Hall with a guy who who has established his audience well, you know, you're just always going to get that. My friend was telling me about. Uh, 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 Sinatra, mm. what is her name? Not Frank. Nancy. Not. Nancy Sinatra. You know the the woman that sings these boots are made for walking. Yeah. She did a very intimate, nice show at Joe's Pub. Now that's a place that I I've performed my show at Joe's Pub. I did I did my show there. My 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 music because my show is very, is very musical, by mm. the way. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. So I have this like musical like half musical, half talking. It's intimate, but then it's it's like, is it is this real? Is this not real? What is it? What's going on here? It's like <laughs> that. Well, she was doing this show, also very similar, and you'd also think that you'd have this hip crowd that they know what they're getting into. And, and Nancy Sinatra's up there doing her new show. She's having a new incarnation and reinventing herself and doing this awesome, great show. And there was this 67-year-old drag queen like literally this man dressed as a woman and she's 67 years old in the front row and she just kept yelling boots (laughs) nancy sinatra's trying to do her new stuff and reinvent herself and this fucking drag queen bitch just kept yelling boots (laughs) because she wanted her to sing her big hit these boots are made for walking I mean, no matter who you are, where you are, what you're doing, if you're going to put yourself out there and do live theater, you're going to get the straggler guy or girl who's in the audience just yelling out, Boots! <laughs> it's going to happen. And so it's like either fucking put up with it or get out. Yeah. it's It definitely, I don't know, it definitely brings more meaning to that whole sad clown kind of thing like there's there's a lot that goes into making people laugh that isn't even funny it's just like it's all like psychology it's like figuring out people like who's gonna who's gonna be that crazy person like who who can't who's not gonna get this joke like what's what can i or can i not do and it's (laughs) it's just crazy it's like and that's the other thing is that i'm what i what I am a fan of, I just I just want to be entertained. I just want to be like intrigued or moved or just were like or fascinated, and and that's what I I try to do. I I don't necessarily concentrate on the comedy, and that's the that's the weird dichotomy is that people think that I that that's what I do, and I really just don't. I never have. Mm-hmm. I go on stage and I'll, I'll do some music and I'll do some this and I'll do some that, but it's not all about the laughs for me. I like. Ricky Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. I love Laurie Anderson. I loved Julia Sweeney's one woman show called And God Said Ha. And you know, these shows aren't funny yeah. necessarily. They're they're more like 
what? Or, oh, or you just, it's almost like being in a dialogue with a friend yeah. sitting down for coffee, but you just happen to not be talking. Yeah. They're doing all the talking. That's exactly how I feel when I'm watching Julia Sweeney's show, her one-woman show. I'm sitting down having coffee with her. She just happens to be dominating the conversation, and that's fine with me because I don't feel like talking right now. <laughs> and then that's how, that's how I like it. I don't, and then, then once in a while I'll be laughing, but then sometimes I'll be like, oh, that, oh, like I'll, I'll be crying or I'll be moved or, or just plain old fascinated. But, at the, at, but I'm always engaged. Yeah. I'm always engaged. I'm always listening. I'm always like, what, what are you, you going to say next or really or wow or, or anything. And that, that's, just, that's just how I like it. And it's a more quiet, uh, sleepy, cooler performance. But people don't know that's what I do. <laughs> they don't expect that. And then what happens is when I go on stage and I'm at a place like the Irvine Improv, I start feeling that responsibility of, oh, my God, these people paid 30 bucks on a two-drink minimum. They're like, they're, they're in, that, that table right there is in, in for like a thousand. I got to, I better, I better whip my cock out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden my nutsack is hanging out and I'm teabagging some guy. And it's like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm just uh, horrible. So it's like this slow decline into retardation <laughs> that is not what I'm into. I'm sorry. And, and if, if that's what I have, if that's the corner I painted myself in, then I will wait for the paint to dry and I will tiptoe out. I really will. And then I'll uh, paint that corner, the unpainted one. And then, then the whole floor will be one even nice color. Well, I think there's definitely, there's def I think there's definitely an audience that, is waiting for your like comeback, you know what I mean? And not yeah, even like in exactly. that. Exactly. Well I that think sense. that's what's happening and it's happening downstairs as we speak. I'm in I'm in my place right now and like I said, I've got these writers downstairs <laughs> and they're waiting for me to be done with this interview so we can get back to the task at hand, which is, is what you're talking about. That's why I need to cancel these shows and concentrate on this 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 thing that we're doing downstairs. If you have, if you have the option to do something you want to do, and you don't have, you're not in that position anymore where you have to do the other one. Like I never have had yeah. to, and that's my <laughs> point. No, but that's my point is that I chose to do it, and 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 I literally said out loud to my manager, I said, you know what? At this point, after seeing what I've seen and doing what I've done, after the the, the position I've put myself in, and it's all me. I would rather at this point have no career than to have a career that I don't want or I'm not proud of. And, and like, it was fun to do the sober house, and it was great, and I wanted people to see that there is a real struggle behind alcoholism and addiction. Mm -hmm. There is a real person there, and it's not, it's not necessarily that funny. Yeah. And I did it once. And it was over a year ago, by the way. I have over a year of, of sobriety, just so you know. I always like to put that in the interview. Thanks. And then um, they asked me to do it again. Just to, you know, they, they're doing it right now. And, and uh, they threw a bunch of money at me. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. to do it again. And, and I said, you know what, I, I should. I, I don't like that place up and it'll be fun. I mean, but wait, why am I doing it again? Because I'm already sober why am i going why would i be living in a sober house i'm already 
Wait, okay, okay, oh, 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 that's right, for the money, for the money, right, 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 let's do, okay, let's do, and then I'm like, wait, why am I, wait a minute, I'm, I'm falling back into the same pattern of, oh, there's a paycheck being dangled in my face, I, let's just do it, because it's a, it's, it's money, and I didn't, I just said no, and I said, that's when I, I coined that phrase, I'd rather have, I'd, at this point, in my life, and, th- and I wasn't always at this point, but at this point, I'd rather have no career and you know, not bring in any more large chunks of money that for, a, for that kind of career, a career that I'm not interested in. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm glad. Do you know how hard that was to do? I don't even want it's to so imagine. It's so hard. I'm like, and I, and, I, and, I, and I need money, don't we all? Yeah. I need it. And I, and I said no, and I'm like, what? <gasps> it's almost like a leap of faith, like something, it'll, it'll be good. And, he, and even if it's not good and I'd never make that kind of money again, oh, well, that's the way it's going to be. Because yeah. I'd rather not have the money or the career and have that than to have this fucking career that I don't, that I, that I, that what, it, it wasn't, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, it's hard. I think you get it. Yeah. I get it as, I think I get it as far as I'm going to be able to get. You totally get it. You get it a hundred percent. Yeah, it's good. But with all that in mind, I'm going to, I'm going to bow out of the interview and we can talk again. No, I was going to say, I really appreciate the interview that we did have. I I think it was better than what it started out as. Yeah. So yeah. And let me, um, let me know when you get to, when you figure out, whatever kind of shows you're going to be doing that you're into, I would love to help. I would love to go to them and see oh, them. Okay. Well, come and see if, if you're around this weekend. Come around and, and see and give me notes. I'm totally open because it seems like <laughs> you and I are on the same page and, and you'll see the predicament I put myself in. <laughs> and then it'll be fun for you. It's always fun to watch somebody on stage in a weird place. <laughs> that could be really fun for you. So <laughs> come and then be like, you know what? It wasn't that bad or this and that. Or, you know, you, you, you should do more of this and less of that. Or less of this. Just give me notes. I'm open to it. If the show's still going on, I'll be there. <laughs> that, that, they're, they're happening this weekend. I, it's just so soon i can't get out of it <laughs> all right well thank you so much for Thanks, the talk Samantha. that we had it was really fun yeah that was fun you're so sweet and and we'll talk soon yeah feel free to to come back on the show anytime <laughs> okay all right thanks Samantha. Right. have fun writing i will all have right. a good day you too bye bye